Welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries with your host and teacher, Apostle Dr. Delisa Rogers. There is a word of encouragement and inspiration waiting for you. Subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications of new episodes and make sure to share this podcast with a friend. Now, without further ado, here's Delisa with your message for today. Grace and peace, God bless you. Welcome back. We're so glad to have you. I want to, first of all, just shout out our faithful, faithful listeners and followers from around the world. You guys are so encouraging. And I'm just going to call you out. Um, I'm going to certainly just bless God for those in Italy that are following us in Guyana, Russia, Ghana, Canada, and Zambia. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and for being a supporter and for praying with us that we can continue to reach the nations for Christ. And I also want to acknowledge those stateside who are supporting us, of course, the glorious state of North Carolina, but also my friends and and family, spiritual family in Virginia, Georgia, South Carolina, went to high school in South Carolina, elementary and middle (laughs) in South Carolina, California. God bless you, California. I know some of my friends out there. Florida, I've got a spiritual daughter there. Texas, Washington, Iowa, Michigan, Utah, Massachusetts. God bless you. North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. I've got family, love you guys, in Connecticut, Maryland, New York, Tennessee, Illinois. God bless you, Illinois. Oregon, Alabama, Indiana, and of course, my home state, New Jersey, Louisiana, Ohio, Arizona, Colorado, DC is in the house. God bless you, DC. Delaware, my apostle is in Delaware, praise God. Idaho, Kentucky, Missouri, amen. And did I say Mississippi? Mississippi is in the house and Nebraska. So wow, 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 wow. God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing your support and for being a partner with us in Soteria Prophetic Ministries. So now I'm going to share with you a word of, um, this is going to be a word of encouragement because um, it's, I'm I'm in a, a challenging season. I'm celebrating on one hand and then on the other hand, I'm, I'm in mourning, grieving. So I'm very conflicted. You know, I'm very conflicted. And sometimes when you're like that, you almost feel guilty for feeling good. Some of you probably feel where I'm coming from with that. You, you, it's just, it's, it's just, (laughs) it's a very challenging season um, for me emotionally. And we're getting through it by the grace of God. So many things are going on in the realm of the spirit, but yet we must press. We must press. I preached a message Um, in my church a few months ago, maybe, gosh, last year, probably. And it was entitled, There's No Pass for Pain. Maybe we'll talk about it during one podcast. But there's no pass for pain. And people of God, you know, we all have things that we are, you know, overcoming and conquering. And and some of us may be more than others. But nevertheless, that battle remains true, but our God remains strong. And so in that, it is so important that I want to talk to you for just a few moments today is that we cultivate an atmosphere of praise. This is so important because when you're in, especially if you can kind of resonate with where I am, it is so easy to just, you know, fall prey to spirits of, you know, desolation and and depression, Um, you know, so many things because I'm, oh gosh, 
you know, the, the atmosphere is just heavy just because, you know, but then when you, when you add to that, some of your personal things or those that you're connected to and things that they're dealing with, it can really take you down through there. I'm telling you, and I'm just talking to you from my heart. You know, I'm not one of those leaders who will um, tell you what to do and how to feel and then abandon my own. Uh, I'm very in touch with um, my mental health state. I'm very in touch with my emotions and, you know, because we, before I can minister to you, I need to minister to myself and I need to acknowledge those areas in my life personally where I need help, where I need deliverance, where I need breakthrough. And so I'm never ashamed as a leader, a spiritual mom, whatever you want to title me. Um, I'm never ashamed to say, hey, I, I need a minute. You know, I need a minute. And it, it always goes back to um, our Lord Jesus on that cross of Calvary. I thirst. Father, why have you forsaken me? And I think sometimes, you know, we, you know, not all of us, I'm not talking to you, <laughs> but there are some of us who we, we put on this Wonder Woman, Superman image, like we're invincible. And I know we can do all things through Christ. I mean, he, come on now. I, we know that. And we know that, you know, we can we'll, uh, uh, mount up on wings as eagles and run and not be weary and walk in our faith. I know all of that. Um, but there is a humanity, a human journey, a human experience that we've got to walk some things through all the way through. There, there's no shortcuts, detours. We got to walk some things all the way through. And some of these journeys can leave impressions. And, and one of the things the Lord is, has been dealing with me about is templates. I'll talk to you about that. Maybe, well, I've got another podcast, but anyway, um, templates. And so we've got to be so, so careful about what we allow to attach um, to our emotions when we are going through some real issues. Um, because sometimes we can, if we're not careful, we can, we, in our vulnerability, and I hope you guys are catching me. I'm all over the place. I know it just pray, pray for me, but in our vulnerability, we can allow things to attach itself to us um, because we're not watching because we're so overwhelmed and so overcome and so preoccupied with what we're dealing with and what we're facing and how we're feeling that we we neglect to watch and pray. Jesus said, Peter, he told the disciples, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. And so, yeah, that was a trying time for the apostles in Gethsemane. But even Jesus said, if you think this is something, if you don't watch and if you don't pray, something greater is coming. And so people of God, I want you to be very mindful that, you know, in this life, there's going to be persecution. You're going to go through some things. And I'm telling you, the enemy knows who to use. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I just wonder like, Lord, are there people standing in line volunteering to be used by the enemy? I mean, because sometimes some things just make you scratch your head. But at any rate, praise God, be that as it is, um, you know, you when you're going through those types of seasons, you you got to stay in control, people of God. And this is where that discipline comes from. Before the Lord Jesus commissioned uh, them as apostles and, and so forth, he first commissioned them as disciples. And so once we learn the kinetics of the word of God uh, and we know how to apply it, amen, then when we're faced with these types of, of situations and circumstances, we don't lose our minds in the process. You know, we don't lose it. When you look at what Jesus went through, Jesus went through that whole cruise, uh, Calvary experience was something 
beyond the text that we read. But if you really allow yourself to get lost in the realm of the spirit and let the Holy Spirit reveal to you, um, you know, to the extent that we can understand it, what that season was like for him, that was a very heavy, heavy season, very heavy season. And, but even then he remained in touch with his emotions. I thirst, why you forsaken me? Uh, Father, forgive them. You know, he, 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 he was not so overwhelmed and so overcome and so out of touch with reality that he could not uh, uh, um, attest to his own physical weakness or vulnerabilities. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he remained in touch. And so I'm saying all of that to say this, remain in touch, stay in touch with yourself. Stay in touch with yourself, particularly when you're going through seasons of hardship, challenge, conflict, betrayal, whatever, whatever. Don't lose yourself. And that's what Jesus tried to convey to Peter. And he used a rooster, a rooster to illustrate it because Peter was not listening. You know, I did a podcast. I don't know if you all had an opportunity to listen to it or not, but I talked about how Peter received the promotion. And then in the same breath, almost, he got the devil kissed out of him, you know? So we can't become so, again, you know, I like to say we can't become so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good and that we're out of touch with reality, and especially our own reality. So anyway, I said all that to say this. This has been a very um, interesting season for me personally. And I'll be glad when I come through it. I know God is a deliverer and he's delivering even now, but there's still a process that has to be walked out. And I understand that. And so when you know that there is an expected end, you can still praise him in the midst of it. And so that's what I want to encourage your hearts with today. Those of you who may be in a similar place where I am spiritually, you just got a lot on your plate, a lot on your hands, just, you know, so many things that um, are contending for your attention. And you've got to, you, you've got to learn how to sort some things out and learn how to prioritize and learn how to, I, I, I ministered in another podcast, rightly divide your strength. You've got to do that. You've got to do that. Um, when Jesus, as he was in his Calvary experience, you know, he was mocked and he was ridiculed and, and they asked him questions and people will do that. They'll ask you questions. And Jesus said, thou sayest, because he knew that he, he had another level of intense conflict just up ahead. And so to, to, to stop and explain to them, you know, where's your savior now? Who are you now? And are you really, you know, it was irrelevant. They had already made up their minds. Nothing that Jesus would have said was going to change that. So, you know, in those seasons like that, you're going to find instances where the enemy will try to lure you into debates and uh, contentions and, 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 and don't, you know, like I think Apostle said, Apostle Paul said, see not, see that you don't do it. You know, don't, don't put yourself through that. It, it Praise God. Moving right along. Psalm 117 verses one and two. Um, and this is the English standard version. And it says simply this, praise the Lord, all nations extol him all peoples for great is his steadfast love toward us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Hallelujah. Don't you feel excited? I just love that. The faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. And so when you think about the book of song, the book of song is literally a book comprised of songs 
Um, but there's also prayers, there's warfare prayers, there's prayers um, for deliverance, prayers for healing, uh, prayers uh, that were coming out of the bowels of angst. Um, but nevertheless, they are all located in the book of Psalms. And the word praise is um, mentioned over 130 times. Over 130 times do you see the mention of the word praise. And so when you think about that and you think about King David was one of the primary authors or contributors to the book of Psalms, think about that life that he lived. This man's life was saturated with warfare nearly almost from day one, even after the promise. And I need you all to hear me when I say this, even after receiving the promise, there was warfare. So, you know, a lot of times we receive the breakthroughs and miracles and signs and wonders, and then we hang our head up and we sit back and recline and relax and we become at ease in Zion. But your breakthrough and your blessing and whatever that wonderful thing was that you asked God for upon receiving it does not uh, mean that, you know, it does not give you the right to sit back and relax. You've got to be kidding you you have you still must remain vigilant and remain sober because the enemy is out to destroy still still kill and destroy but you know, in terms of keeping an, an atmosphere or laboring because sometimes you got to put work into it when it doesn't come easy you've got to labor to build an atmosphere of praise and i that that if i could be honest that has been sustaining me in this season um is just you know praising God. And, and, and that's either praising him in song, praising him in, in reciting scripture, praising him in, you know, uh, uh, you know, adoring his wonderful works and, and, and just being grateful are all examples of how we praise him. But I remember something my dad told me years ago, my oldest daughter was maybe seven or eight years old. So you're, this is over 20 years ago, right? And she had just began, he had, her gift to sing was just now starting to emerge. And um, she had been singing since she was two, but at that age, it was, it was taking, it was starting to mature and grow feet and walk. And um, I was so nervous because he chose this song for her to sing and lead the mass choir with. And I mean, I was a part of the mass choir at that time. And, you know, I, I was like, oh my gosh, she's the youngest child ever to lead a song, you know, for the mass choir. And I was so nervous. I just, I said, oh my goodness, this girl, you know, she's gonna, you know, not that I'm, I was discounting her ability. It was just my own thing. And I, I was just so nervous. And I just felt, you know, like, is this really, a, you know, time? Cause that's a big step. And I didn't want to push her ahead of time and, and make her feel that pressure. I just, I was just nervous. I had a nervous energy about the whole thing. And I'll never forget, he stood up one Sunday morning and he said to me, he said, daughter, he said, the Lord is going to use your daughter in song. And I'm paraphrasing. That was a lot of years ago. But he said, he's going to use your daughter in song to encourage you. And I was like, wow. You know, so I was like, okay. So, I mean, that was the Lord responding to my anxiety. And I blessed him for that. And so, you know, went ahead with the practices. She learned the song. We, you know, at home, I made sure she practiced it or what have you. Well, that Sunday morning came and it was time for her to, to perform. Um, and I say that with, with my um, quotations, air quotations, it was time for her to perform or minister rather in song. And the name of the song is entitled Jesus and Me. 
And it's by the um, Barnes family, B-A-R-N-E-S, Barnes family. And she sung that song. And let me tell you, the words my father spoke were spirit and life. Because as she sung that song, tears flowed from my, I, I received deliverance as she ministered that song. And when I tell you this girl held her note, I mean, she sung it so strong. I, I was torn between, like Apostle Paul said, I don't know if I was in the flesh, out of the flesh. I mean, I didn't, I mean, in the spirit, out of the spirit, I don't know. But, you know, I was torn between trying to stand and keep myself still to hear her sing the song and, and wrestling with my inner man that just wants to fall prostrate and <laughs> cough up spirits of stress and everything else I was going through. And, um, but she really ministered that song. And of course she's, she, the Lord has done phenomenal things for her and in her since then. But I, I'm saying that to say this, you know, many of you, especially those of you that have small children, you know, it, it's so good. I'm going to put a plug and I'm going to put in a shameless plug. It is so good to involve your children in whatever church functions or whatever gathering you may, you know, depending on where you are, because not everybody has access to what we have access to. So we have to be sensitive about that. But, um, you know, it's so good. The Bible certainly encourages parents to raise their children in the Lord and when they're old, they won't depart. But it's so good that, you know, when your children are young, that you can expose them to praise and worship, that you can expose them, whether it's to a vacation Bible school or Sunday school or children's ministry or, or what have you. But it is so good to encourage them so that they learn. Listen to me carefully. Number one, they learn the art of worship at a young age before the trials of life hit. Because what we do as grown people, <laughs> we don't sow seed in our spirit. Times when we're supposed to be sowing, we're eating, right? Times when we're supposed to be consecrating, we're somewhere watching TV. And so we don't sow to our spirit the right nutritional things that we need. And then when it's time to live off of the harvest that that season is demanding of us, there's nothing in storage. Did you hear what I said? There are going to be seasons in your life where you will need to eat from the harvest of seeds that you were supposed to sow. So you got to tell my church, you need to know your seasons, people of God, know your seasons. And I praise God. So you've got to know when, you know, during that time, as I was raising all of my children, they were all born and raised in the house of God. And, you know, it, that in and of itself was seed. And I'm not saying I've been a perfect parent and I'm not saying that the perfect kid. So let me just disclaimer. I am just because I raised my children in church does not make me the perfect mom or it does not make them the perfect children. We are still humans and we're having a very human experience. <laughs> I mean, we are very much humans. OK, and I just take that for what it's worth. But what it did do is it positioned them to receive seed of preachings, of prayers, of you know, that whole experience, particularly praise and worship, so that when they encounter seasons in their life where they're going through, or if I'm going through, they're able to minister that back to me. Even now, even now, there's, they're still, they have stewarded that anointing of music and worship. It's in their DNA. At home, my, my baby girl, she just, I'm, I'm telling you, she, when she puts on worship, and, and, you know, she clearly disregards the fact that I'm sometimes I work remotely. <laughs> so she's got a full worship concert and she's singing and I want to tell her, will you please turn it down? Will you be quiet? And then the Lord restrains me and, and he reminds me 
She needs that. She's sowing into her spirit. And so many of you have children, grandchildren or nieces and nephews or children in your neighborhood or what have you that need to be exposed to worship, to that atmosphere of worship. Number one, so that it can put that DNA in them for when they get older, they, they, they've got something to feed off of. Number two, you don't know when you need to eat from that tree that you planted. Okay. And, and so, you know, when you think about cultivating the atmosphere of, of, of praise, and, and I'm just going to give you my personal testimony that, like I said, it has been a very um, challenging season for me. But what has, what has encouraged me is when my daughter, she was playing this particular song, and I promise you, it must have been looped. I mean, it played over and over and over and over. And I, it almost, I was almost cringing. You know? Don't get me wrong, beautiful worship song. I love it but I just don't want to hear it 50 times back to back. But it, there was something she was doing. And when I tell you, my friends, people of God, early in the morning, when I had just come out of a dream, it was intense warfare. I mean, it was intense warfare. And I, I, I just needed my spirit to be refreshed because I was embattled. I just could not get myself together. I, I woke up tired. If, and those of you who were seers and prophets, you know what I'm talking about. I woke up tired because my spirit man was battling. And when I got up um, this morning, because this just happened, that song that she had been playing, and I can't even remember now, believe it or not, but that song began to, I, I could hear it. The spirit of God was replayed. Is that the right word? It 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 that song was re, it was released in the atmosphere. I'm gonna put it like that. And and I could just hear I could hear that song ministering. And when I tell you, it was like a a, a, a soothing. It was like a band aid. It was like it was like ointment. The Bible talks about that bomb in Gilead. I'm always getting misty eyed. I get so messed up, y'all. But it was just so. It was everything I needed. It was everything I needed. And at that moment in time, I realized that as she was in her room blasting that worship music, it wasn't just about her sowing it into her spirit, but she was also sowing it into this atmosphere and into me as well. You know what I'm saying? And, and so it was almost like I received a breakthrough by association. And so that's my thought that I'm going to, because I, I listen, y'all, I'm about, I'm about to get messed up and I'm, I'm trying to control myself, but that's the point. And that's the, the blessing of this word that I want to release and leave you with today is you can listen to a song over and over on the radio and it's just, it's just playing. But then there are seasons of your life when that same song comes on, it, it almost irritates you, almost hurts you. And you wonder, is somebody at the radio station being paid to play this song over and over? But then you enter into one of the seasons of your life when that, that same song that used to irritate you is exactly what you need. And for some reason, you get to actually hear it as it ministers and as it releases the anointing to heal. So I want to encourage you, those of you who are, you know, able to corporately gather in a, you know, a, a, um, you know, church environment or your own living room or whatever, because like I said, everybody's thing is different. You can't assume some people don't have transportation or, don't, or they're bedridden or what have you. So, you know, being in a church building. It's not everybody's experience. So whatever you, I like to say your gathering is, if it's just you and your grandparents or if you and your children or whatever that worship gathering is, I, I want you to, to revisit the power of worship. 
And I want you to look at it a little bit differently this time. And I want you to look at it in terms of the impartation that those songs um, bring, the, the, the power, especially if you got some somebody who's ministering and they're like an anointed songwriter. I'm not talking about this manufactured stuff that we are borrowing jars from, but I'm talking about the anointed psalmists, okay? Um, they just know how they know. I mean, man, they're powerful wordsmiths and lyricists, and they, they know how to take that word and man, it will tear you up. <laughs> you're just you're crying. You're just all over the place. And um, and, and but even for those of you who are in corporate worship gatherings, and you may say, oh, you know, I don't really like that song, or I, you know, this song is not really doing anything to me, you know, for me. Can you? Can I just encourage you to just let it do what it needs to do, and 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 just still enjoy that atmosphere. Because you never know, like that song my daughter sung, Jesus and Me, you never know when that same song that you sort of dismissed or ignored carries within it a balm to heal you and, and get you through a very dark, depressing place in the realm of the spirit. So people of God, that is my word for you uh, today. And I want you to uh, continue to be encouraged. I thank you again, all of you. I shouted you out earlier who are listening and watching and, and all of that. God bless you. And um, share this. Um, praise God. I've been receiving some phenomenal feedback and I'm looking to do even greater things, right? I'm, I'm just looking to uh, continue to, to push and continue to get this word out to uh, minister to God's people. For those of you who are partnering with us, we bless God for you. We bless your seed. We bless your offerings. Um, and we give God glory for those who have a heart. Like Ezra said, you know, God will give you those who have a heart to help you with this work. And so I bless God for you. If you um, have cash app and you prefer to get by cash app, run that through our ministry. And that's dollar sign TLC Charlotte or visit my website, like many of you have, um, church website, www.tlcor.org. Um, that's to love church, Charlotte. And um, we'll be so thankful and so grateful um, for you. Uh, we pray that all goes well with you and yours and that you will re-evaluate uh, your approach to worship and let the, 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 the anointing that is contained within these lyrics and contained within the, the, the notes and the sounds that are coming from the instruments, let them do the work. Music is so powerful. I was telling my oldest son because he's, he's, a, he's a worshiper. The boy, boy, I'll tell you, awesome testimony, awesome testimony. Um, I, I have to talk about that another day. But, you know, God has put in him the gift of music, the anointing and the grace of music. And um, it's just, it's what it is. It drives him. It drives him. But I often tell him, I said, son, with that love for music comes great warfare because musicians, particularly not talking about worshipers, because I've birthed some worshipers too, but the musicians, there's a warfare that attacks their mind because musicians tap into those creative places where Lucifer once presided over. And so that's the area of, of warfare for them. And, and, and that warfare looks like a lot of mind attacks. I mean, they go through a lot of depression. They go, I mean, look at King David. King David was a musician. He was a minstrel. And you look at all the times where he battled and battled and battled 
but yet he would come out with a song or a new instrument. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't kill the worshiper in a person, uh, no matter what they go through. I know one family member, I won't call his name, but he uh, he was a strong, he's still playing music to this day, but not on the level where he needs to because he sort of lost his way for a minute. But he, um, and I'm encouraging those of you who have children who are musicians, it, it, there's a different type of prayer. You got to pray for them because they're, ta they're tapping into another realm of creativity that the enemy doesn't want released for God's people. So yeah, go ahead and videotape them and YouTube them and TikTok them, but please keep them covered because there's a warfare that comes to try to snatch that love and, and snatch that zeal um, from them. But this um, family member of mine had a strong uh, gift, could play every instrument. And he ended up uh, joining the wrong crowd, became friends with the wrong people, went down a road, got into some trouble. And in that, it just took, he ended up connecting with the wrong people. And it just, it, it, I'm telling you, it's like the enemy just kept him away from, from where he needed to be. And um, so at one point, you know, when he finally made it back to church, you know, he jumped right back on, on, onto the instrument um, that he was, you know, I guess had more of a liking to, he could play them all, but he had a liking to this one particular instrument and he played it and he just played, he wouldn't even look up. Like his head was just down focused on playing. He needed the, the, the keys and the sounds, the music he was releasing. He was, he was healing himself from the music. And, and, and later on, I uh, went to visit him at his house many, many, many moons ago. And he had this particular instrument. He, when I looked at it, I had never in my life seen an instrument that looked like that. Like I've seen instruments used, you know, like I, I played a tambourine. That's, I, I've got a lot of musical talent in my family. For some reason, I just didn't have the patience to pursue it. So I played a tambourine, but I've seen people play the tambourine. I mean, they beat the back off the thing and you see the little, <laughs> the little, um, whatever you want to call it, the little, um, whatever they are, uh, little silver pieces of something on the floor or bent. I mean, like they just, they just beat it, beat it, beat it. So I've seen, I've seen drum sets just beat. I've seen, you know, strings popped on guitars, lead guitars, bass, um, bass guitar. I've seen all of that, but I had never seen an instrument that looked like his. And it didn't look like that because of neglect or abandonment or some Friday just destroyed it, but he played it so fervently and, and, and with such passion that he, he wore it out. I mean, I'm telling you literally like wore it out because he was, it was releasing healing to him because that was his place in the kingdom. And whenever he would play it, 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 it brought him back, you know, it kind of reminds you when, when Saul would be vexed by devils and he would summon David and David would play under that anointing spirits would leave. Right. And, and then they would, come, they would come right back. So, I, you know, I don't want to get into a whole other topic, but I just want to, again, just in, in, in those of you, this is just a word of encouragement for those of you who are parents of musicians. Yeah, you know, they're wonderful, awesome, brilliant-minded individuals. Please keep them covered. Please, the enemy would love to destroy them, to lure them, you know, to other genres. And, and listen, I love all types of music. Don't get me wrong. I'm, because it's, that's, I come from a, a musically inclined family. I love all types of music. But there are certain musics, music that are purely demonic in origin. And I don't care what genre. There's some inspirational music that uh, God did not authorize to be released. So anyway, I'm, I'm signing off because that'll end up going, taking me someplace else. But you all um, continue to be blessed, be safe. And we thank you again for your support. Uh, continue to do great things in the kingdom. For those of you who are backslidden, 
God is calling you. He wants you to come home. He wants you to come home. Amen. There's a grace for you right now extended for you to rise up and go back to your father's house. Hear the word of the Lord. Amen. He said, rise and come back to your father's house. So grace and peace. God bless you. We'll come back to you at the appointed time.